Hey there, tennis fans. I'm James Watterson, and Tennis Now is actually doing something new this time. Uh, we're going to have a debate show, and uh, with me today is my colleague, Sean Bradley. Sean, how's it going? Doing well, James. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is the players' strike and union um, since the U.S. Open. And this is a conversation that crops up every year. Since the U.S. Open, a couple of the top players have really been talking a lot about um, forming a union. Uh, because they feel that they, the players need a little bit more representation when it comes to the calendar, as well as things that happen at Grand Slams and other tournaments. And over the last few weeks, you know, Andy Murray, Andy Roddick, Rafael Nadal have all weighed in on this, as well as Martina Navratilova, Jim Currier, Pete Sampras, and several other players. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to start it off with a question to you, Sean. Uh, do you think it's a good idea for the players to unionize? James, I do not think it's a good idea. Um, this is a traditional sports star power trip that they go on, you know. Big stars wanting more money and more money. It's a slippery slope that we're getting onto here. And if we give them more money, when is it going to stop, you know? And all that uh, all that this money is doing is really just belittling the, the younger players who are trying to make it, and it's weakening the infrastructure of tennis. We're talking about literally thousands of workers at tournaments, and let's not forget about the fans. There are a lot of fans out there who, who rely on this for you know not only uh, emotional uh, support but just just enjoy it in general. Um, so James, uh, do you think this industry can survive without the backing of the fans and uh, and the workers? Well, Sean, I think it's a it's a, it's an almost symbiotic relationship. But the thing is that you don't have you don't have the tournaments without the top players. It's no coincidence that the tournaments that have the biggest draw are the ones that have the Roger Federer's, the Novak Djokovic's, Serena Williams. Um, it's, and that's why I think that if if the top ten players can come together and and agree on one unified message, and they're not really asking for more money, they're asking for a change in the calendar, and which I think is is just because, let's be honest, although the top players can take longer breaks than the other players can uh, because they have mandatory events they have to play. They end up playing two, three weeks sometimes in a row in high-level events. It leads to burnout. When the top players are burned out, the tournament loses out, the fans lose out, the support, the financial supporters lose out because all of a sudden you, you have a tournament you advertised Roger Federer was going to be there and now he's not because he's injured. So it's, it's a problem and I think that, that there's a solution. Um, but I will, I will go ahead and ask you, you know, if you don't think a union is a good idea, uh, what, what changes would you suggest if you think there need to be any? Well, let me point out first that I think that um, a lot of these larger players are making the bulk of their money through endorsements. And a lot of the, the younger players are not making money this way. They're making money through, uh, through tournament, tournaments. Um, and without this money, I mean, there's very little that they're relying on. But let me say that uh, instead of unions, I think that uh, they definitely need a reduction of tournaments, of, of mandatory tournaments. Um, but it shouldn't be an economic power trip where, you know, the top ten are saying, we're not going to play, and, and forcing everyone else not to play. I mean, they certainly shouldn't be injuring themselves. That's, that's not what this is about. But uh, let's not let the entire industry suffer because of it. So what would you suggest? Well, I do. I agree with you. There needs to be a, a reduction in mandatory tournaments, but it's it's a tricky situation because uh, the reason why there are mandatory tournaments is that there was a time when uh, you know players were just skipping the events, and that doesn't do anybody any good. So, 
I think that, that a union is necessary because I think that, to a degree, the players need to have a level of protection. Um, I don't necessarily think it'll work because the, the needs of the top 10 are a lot different from the needs from everybody else. Um, the only compromise I can see is reducing the number of required tournaments. And the thing is, if, if a professional player wants to, especially somebody in the top 10, if they want to remain competitive, then they're going to have to play those tournaments, and especially the top-level ones, because they have the most points. So I think that's going to happen on its own, but by taking away the requirement, you at least give them the option of opting out so that they can rest their bodies and recover. Which, you know, I think is is important for the sport, because the, the longer you have Serena Williams playing, the longer you have Roger Federer playing, the better it is for everybody. Well, there are certainly some good points on either side of the argument. But we'd love to hear what you think, so please leave us a comment on your thoughts on the Players' Union. And I think that just about wraps us up, so thanks for watching, and we will see you next time.